Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, Secret Invasion. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Secret Invasion, Episode 5, Harvest. So if you haven't seen it on Uh. Disney+, Plus, check it out now. But after five episodes, Nick Fury finally pops his claws. Everybody knows what I mean when I say that. No explanation. Opens his series of drawers. (laughs) All the drawers he has, he opens all of them. Does it seem like each episode we're getting less of a Marvel flip, like every time before this thing starts? In the last episode, and I've seen it so I can talk to this, they just get through the M and that's it. Oh, wow. You don't even see the Arvel. I feel gypped every time, so it's a little (laughs) upsetting. So it's like the they're taking their name off of this, this episode is everybody kind of getting in place for the finale. Nick Fury does get his eye patch back. He's on the warpath. Gravik almost gets killed by his allies after killing one of the people he's working for, for him, for questioning him. And Beto. Olivia and Olivia Coleman, uh, her character does basically a speed run through the entire plot, does the whole plot much more efficiently <laughs> and much faster than anybody else over the course of the episode. Great. She doesn't die, which is great. That is great, too. First episode of Secret Invasion where somebody isn't left dead at the end, I think. Uh, so that's nice. I also like the nod to Darth Vader's funeral that we got in this one. It was really cool. I mean, that's a thing that pe- happens. You're talking about, like, putting people on a funeral Burning fire. Them. I don't think the that was invented for Darth Vader. No, I mean, a Viking funeral is you put them on fire and then put them on a boat. Darth not Vader funeral order. is just... <laughs> not, yeah, not in that order. <laughs> you don't well, put them on fire. <laughs> the first couple of times, they put them on fire first, and they kept burning their hands when they were trying yeah. to lift them on the boat. And then a lot of times you light someone on fire even before they're quite dead. You're like, yeah. all right, let's get this thing going. Oh, that's there the Vikings King, who was probably named Eric, was like, we got to work out some of the efficiency issues that we're having here. <laughs> a lot of folks getting their hands burned. Any, uh, let's bring this around the horn. Any ideas? Throw them out there. Any, a Viking conference. Everybody get in here. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, what do you think about Viking this Viking funeral? Yeah. We need I, to get I'll our funeral the, I'll branded. I'll put the meeting on your Google Cal, which is uh, there is Google Cal, Calvin, Google Calvin. Calvin. We, yes, Calvin the Terrible. It. We scratch <laughs> it on his chest, and that's how you know the meeting's happening. Anyway, we're going to go. But (laughs) yes. That's all right. This is more fun than um, the episode of Secret Invasion. Let's talk about this funeral thing. That's not true. He got to go to the the secret drawers. We got to see fun secret drawers. Yeah, it's really the secret invasion. The invasion is um, when he built his his insets uh, into the uh, sarcophagus or whatever, where he had his series of clothing items, his sock drawer uh, that he spent millions of um, uh, shield money on. But I want to talk about this funeral. Like they go out to to bury to burn Talos, Gaia and Scylla. And it's supposed to be this wedding ring part was very nice and touching. I thought that was super Cool. That was nice. You know what I would have liked? 
anything that was scroll specific, they were like, let's do this very traditional scroll burial. It's exactly like a regular human burial. And we put a wedding ring on <laughs> they it. They weren't I was speaking like, do English. a scroll thing. They, yeah, they did, did a one scroll, scroll song, prayer thing. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, this is emblematic of what my take on this whole series is. It's like, do some stuff that has that goes one step further, like that goes a little bit deeper into the characters, into anything. This Everything feels like a little underbaked. They had, like, one take to do everything. I, I, and it's I, I just want them to be, like, have a second thought where it's like, is there maybe a slightly different scroll thing that they could do here rather than do what Game of Thrones would do when they're burying someone? I'm just shocked constantly on this show. Well, I thought the ring part was very touching and got me in my feeling. Well, let's turn to you then, Pete, because I know we've spent a lot of time railing on Secret Invasion over the course of this podcast. But you seem like as of last episode, you made a turn towards the more positive. Uh, did that could upswing continue this episode? It feels like. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, it's nice to see. You know, Fury kind of being Fury. And also that uh, the British agent, she is awesome in this episode. She was kicking butt, shooting scrolls. Like, she had some zingers in there. This was a fun... Can I can I talk about that? I know it sounded like I was joking about it earlier. Obviously, I'm already in the tank for Olivia Coleman. I love her. She's great. But and I've said this on previous episodes, whenever she comes on screen, the show immediately picks up. But yeah. she legitimately like she starts this episode being like she she gives us everything that we have been asking for in the show. She figures out who scrolls are. She yep. makes moves there. She shows us different ways of doing it. Like she marks into the office. There's her boss who she's figured out a scroll. He doesn't want to say it. So she shoots him in the leg, which yeah. immediately which, uh, or is it the like hand? A boss just yeah. rolls well, up, shoots a dude in the leg. She shoots him in the leg, but then his hand is also bleeding randomly, and then his so hand that, turns that was into sloppy, scroll hand. But at least, yeah. like, no, we get a yeah. surprising reveal where she's making a move confidently in front of everybody. She goes to the scientists, makes some moves there, and makes some bold choices, shooting the dude who yeah. takes his wife hostage. She burns down their lab. She what? figures out what Gravik's what? plan is to make super scrolls just, and everything. Hold on. All, all I'm saying, this is my overall point, and then we can jump back and talk about stuff. My overall point is, like, I was joking about it, but she legitimately makes a speed run through the plot of the past five episodes so she could be caught up to where Nick Fury is and where I have been very critical about the show dragging for five episodes. She does it quicker, which indicates to me they could have done it quicker with Nick as well. Like we could have been at this point in like episode one or two and then moved on to more yeah. interesting and exciting things. Pete, what did a you want to say? Anyways, uh, going back uh, <laughs> to your fast forward through all of the cool stuff, her, He's the uh, Olivia Coleman of the podcast, clearly. Oh, my God. Am I? No. <laughs> now, <laughs> yes, listen. Yes, the, the part where she's like, oh, yeah, that's a, such a, uh, you know, like the male species on this earth does like similar bullshit. And then like uh, has this great zinger uh, about like podcasts and stuff that I thought I was like, oh, that was sweet. I you she, felt roasted in that moment? I you felt, felt roasted. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, roasted. Ah. But <laughs> no, I just think. I felt attacked. Oh, <laughs> it, are all podcasts like that, Olivia? Because I don't think so. We're do not know, doing murder stuff. Uh, yeah, do you know what the real secret invasion is? Olivia Col- Coleman invading our podcast and our personal exactly. space. That's why I'm so mad at you, Alex, the Olivia Coleman of this podcast. Because oh, my God. Just- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Love it. Uh, uh, also, yeah, I mean, 
whatever the, the, you know, having individual drawers for individual items is kind of ridiculous, but um, I, I, I'm a sucker for it, well, so it was fun. Uh, but also, like, the 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 kind of reveal that we get that, um, you know, because this whole time we're like, does Fury, is Fury using this lady for for scroll stuff is does he love her so in this we get the reveal that the love was real which i thought was between him and touching Stella. yeah very touching and nice like the way he kind of like tells her without outright telling her i thought that was a cool way to do it um yeah well let's sort of jump back to, and move through this uh we can all drop our takes at once olivia coleman style uh, we get Fury yelling at the nearly dead president, running out, like, He's, absolute he chaos. yell whispering, like, don't trust Rhodey. Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing, I get, this is back to what I was saying. Like, it's like the lack of nuance here. It's like if James Bond walked into a bar and his tagline, I'll just have some warm fireball, I guess, <laughs> rather than uh, martini shaken, not stirred. It's just like, it's just a little like basic. And I want them to go harder at in every front. The idea that Fury killing Maria Hill makes him the most hated man on the planet. I was like, what? No one knows who the Maria Hill well, is. The crazier, the crazier about? thing about Everybody that. knows who Maria Hill is. The crazier thing. Do. Not on the yeah. planet. I, I don't want to. I don't want to defend planet. journalism too much, but the fact that they're like in Russia, Nick Fury, known hero, was seen killing his compatriot Maria Hill. Meanwhile, over here are shape changing scrolls. Moving on to the weather was yeah, exactly. <laughs> bonkers to me. Like that. Well, that's like this. Is, I know I've been watching that's the show. What it's like I, sure. Wow. Okay. Wow. Fake news and etc. Pete. Right. I well, know what. Jesus. But my point is no, that I'm like saying news is. I insane. understand this is them trying to be efficient in terms of the news story, but don't put that stuff back to back. Like to not have the level of an expert being like, you think these two things are related <laughs> anyway? What's going on here? Also, the whole plan of graphics where he's like, well, they saw Talos as a scroll, so we're going to get him to kill literally everybody in order to create a scroll Russia war because the scrolls are aligned with Russia. This is banking on so many people being so unbelievably stupid. And the idea yeah. that the president of the United States has no people who do strategy on things. And, well, I, that's I the thing. Know. None. None of it hangs together, and I don't even want all of it to hang together. Like, you know, there are plenty of movies. The most recent Mission Impossible. That plot is, like, a little complicated, and it doesn't quite hang. But that movie's fun, and you ride with it. This show, they just – there's too much nonsense right there. Like, is Nick Fury famous? He's famously in the shadows. Why is he famous? Maria Hill, also not famous. Killing her would not make him a hated man. And Hard then disagree, he just, bro. He just Hard walks. Why disagree. Let, why let Fury just walk out of the hospital also? It's like you're trying to kill him, and then you're also like, live. Live, I, brother. I don't know if you noticed, but there is a, a plethora of Nick Fury walking away from the camera shots, all looking like a badass. Like, he doesn't care if there's eight dudes pointing guns at him. He's got shit to do. What did you yeah, think about when he looks like the <laughs> there's too much stuff on me guy from I think you should leave when he goes through airport security or whatever it is where he's yeah. like, hello, I am normal man, pickleless jury. Here's my yeah, ID. Good. Goodbye. I thought that was yeah. fun because you have to make it seem like he's awkward. And, and so we know that it's fury. 
What? Uh, why? <laughs> why is that yeah, exciting? In fact, I would argue you, I would love to, to be fooled by this and show. Go, I don't believe that that person is wearing the skin that they're wearing or comfortable in the skin no, that they here's, have. Here's how you do that scene. I know we don't like rewriting on this podcast, but it seems seen like you guys several, love rewriting no, on this podcast. Seen several That's Mission Impossible do. movies that do this bit all the time. The way you do it is you have the weird, awkward dude who has like an awkward face that's clearly been put on his face is not Nick Fury. It's the other guy who's like been just let through security. So we as the audience are like, who's that weird dude? And in fact, Nick has gotten through plain and clean or alternately well, that guy gets stopped in fun. security. And, you know, they rip the face off like they rip the skin Nobody off of his rips face. faces off people in security. Have you, man. Ever, have you been to an airport recently? Because oh, yes. There's so much unmasking. It yeah, is everyone's up. pulling masks. Everyone's wearing fun masks. <laughs> everyone's a Tom Cruise secretly. It's uh, more fun my, the, to have a total recall moment where the person is clearly not who they are. And you're like, oh, tension. I think that this goes to taste. I think you two have different taste about this. My issue with this is like this show is about people taking on other identities, being in disguise. Nick Fury is in disguise and they do not relate it to, to the scrolls at all. I'm like, you're you're literally doing what scrolls are doing and you can't make a connection here to the larger idea of scrolls or the show or anything. Like, think about what you're doing to show. Make this a, a thing. Well, let's talk about the big thing in the episode, at least plot wise, which is the reveal of what Gravik actually wants is a thing called the harvest, which is, I'm sorry, the blood that the Avengers left over in the battle. In leftover Ed- blood. Who doesn't want leftover blood? Scooped up in a little vial and then stuck in one of his gravestones. One of his many gravestones. I heard he. I heard he did it with his tongue. He licked it off the <laughs> metal parts and stuff. That's why, the harvest. Oh, why? Why is this? I, like, I understand this is a big deal, but this didn't feel like a episode five revelation to me, given that he's already walking around with extremist powers. He's always already walking around with Groot powers. They already have powers. They're already super scrolls. They have Cull Obsidian they've talked about. So they got all this stuff. Well, especially if you're going to set this up, and I doubt we're going to see, maybe we'll see a little bit of it if they pull some some Captain Marvel stuff in there. But, like, I agree. I think because we haven't seen Cull Obsidian yet, right? So that's no. probably what we're going to see in the final episode. It's sort of setting up an expectation that we uh, aren't going to get to see payoff. And secondarily, they have all the DNA of the Avengers and they put it in a little perfume bottle. They just That's scooped right. it all up in there together. So what are you going <laughs> to pour it into your machine and scoop Shoot. out all the it's, different uh, Avengers? It's, it's like in Twins. No, it's like in Twins. They're going to make yeah. a baby out of all of the Avengers. The twins and they're going to get a large baby that's going to be most of like the good stuff of the Avengers. And then the small one's going to be Danny DeVito. Guys, I don't understand what your problem is. Clearly, they spelled it out. Uh, you know, G was a part of the blood collecting team and he's been Gravic. like you know what since i had to pick up this blood and put it in a fancy perfume bottle i'm gonna use this later on this motherfucker because mm-hmm. this is a bullshit assignment I, I do the same thing if i see any blood on the floor that blood's going to be somehow you know what yeah, i'm talking about exactly. right? Pete, let me Pete, get that board, right right that's what you're saying no, right you Pete? have your intern you walk by the blood and you tell your intern go collect that blood you got to put that <laughs> it in is, the perfume I will say, your blood boy if you will yeah, your blood boy. It is crazy to me that they're like, oh, you thought that Gravik was Fury's like adoptive son, all these like larger family connections. Like, nope, he was his intern in a weird scheme. It's like, what? That's a Scooby Doo plot. And you're telling me that's the huge 
emotional crux this series hangs on. If you're and, and mean it, to an intern ever, they're going to, over years, shouts. come up with an elaborate plan and then get their revenge. You can't, I, you can't be mean I to know. people. Believe me, Pete, I know you have a Steve Buscemi-style checklist of all the former bosses you had that you're slowly working down and definitely going to take revenge on. I'm sure, I've never been your boss, but I'm sure I'm on that list somehow. That's right, you are. Uh, but I just can't get over the fact that it was one tiny little grave juice bottle that he's like, yep, this is what we call the harvest. You're going to have to go sort this out in your own time. But it did make me think we should get a little juice bottle with our different DNAs mixed <laughs> Ooh, together. Put it in our collective gravestone. After seeing that, you're like, oh, man, yeah. I need to get some juice in, yeah, in a gravestone. we got to find a scroll and be like, do you want the power of three podcasters? <laughs> yeah. Like, the oh, very oh, wow. distinct separate powers that we have. Oh my god. I always I consider you the Call Obsidian of this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Nice. You're not I, as impressed as Alex? No. <laughs> Being so we got a Call Obsidian, we got an Olivia Colbin. By the end of this podcast, we're gonna figure out whatever the fuck you are, Justin. Let's talk about He's a cliffhanger that everybody everybody's talking about the internet is freaking out about is at the end nick fury after he's put on his iconic jacket and his eye patch and gotten some sort of a gun which as we know is well established in this series you only store guns in safe boxes by themselves exactly <laughs> can i get right. your hands at a gun in, in this american country of uh <laughs> the marvel universe <laughs> every gun is under lock and key but at the end, he hey, makes a phone call to somebody up. and he says, let's finish this. And the yeah. Internet is freaking out. They're like, who did he call? Did he call Captain Marvel? Did he call Monica Rambeau? The popular theory that everybody's going for is he called Quake from the series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's finally going to come in in the sixth episode, which, again, has been well established by five episodes so far. So we know uh, if you, if you check each episode, there has been one letter from the name Quake has appeared somewhere in the dialogue. So if wow. you put that together. That's a big clue. Quake. Wow. That's, I actually, that's I, like, I'm about to drop. I've had a good authority that that call went to Kevin Feige. And it was Samuel Jackson being like, I'm done making this show. Let's finish it. <laughs> well, but seriously, though, I mean, I know I'm being very derisive. Here, I thought but he called his is, wife and was just like, hey, let's finish this. I, I am. Yes. I am happy to be wrong here, but I think at this point it is delusional for people to think that Quake from Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to show up in the last episode of the series. Yes. Mind you, mind you, the handler dude, I would love it. Rick Davis or whatever his name is, character's name is from Black Widow shows up in a very random scene here where they don't say his name at any point. He's the guy who pops yeah. in on the plane and he's like, here you go, Fury. Uh, you seem pretty tired. See you later. We shot this yeah. uh, weeks, weeks later and then inserted here for no particular reason. I was on set for two hours. I thought that, that was, was very weird. Busting his balls a little bit. You're like, oh, you look grumpy. Like the actor, I mean, like the character. Why was he there? And why did they never say his name at any point? Agreed. It was a sort of a weird non sequitur. And I was like. He was talking like he was an important character that is like, we were like, ha ha, they got him. But I was like, there should be much more of a reason for him to be here rather mm -hmm. than just being like, you know, well, he's the guy who gets, you know, planes and stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, the guy you mean from a Black pilot? Widow. You remember you saw that over yeah, the pandemic. Black Widow, yeah. Like she might date him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They like he, had a moment. But again, then she's great died. actor. I would love to see him be a running character through the MCU. That's fine. I'm happy to do that. But it definitely we tape a marble podcast. I don't know if you guys are aware. A marble and podcast about marbles? Mar marble pot. We've taped a it's marble just podcast. Called <laughs> 
It's about Marvel this counters one, it's and just, marbles that you play marbles. <laughs> Marble Madness. I remember. It's a great yeah, game. Marble yeah, Madness. Thank great you game. Very much. Great You're really game. the uh, the Marble Madness of that pot. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. Well, uh, anyway. Uh, my Let's point being, Quake's not going to show up. I think you're right. He's just calling one of the characters on the show. He's calling Gaia. He's calling his wife. He maybe even, He's like he's 10 feet away from Olivia Colman. He's giving her a call or something like that. This is nothing. Don't you think we're going to get – we're going to get one more cameo, don't you think? A larger Marvel cameo? If we don't, that's insane, In the final right? episode? The, on, the only thing they could do to fill that – The only thing they could do to fill that gap is like – out of the machines, they take Real Roadie and Martin Freeman, Everett Ross. Those pop out. Like, I think that'll probably happen. But I do. Yes, I think that's sort of like an epilogue moment. But I, I think we need one superhero because, like, meanwhile, the like, graphic is supposed to be the big threat, except he was almost killed multiple times in this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, hammer. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. By a hammer so, a plastic bag. So, yeah, the hammer is a tip that Thor is coming. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think. Well, okay, well, why don't we why don't we talk to turn to prognostication? We'll go to our vision board, talk about what we think we're going to see in the last episode. I will throw out there: if they do bring in a superhero, it's got to be after everything's done. Like the whole point of this is Nick Fury taking care of it himself. He can't be saved by a superhero, so he has to finish it uh, off and then get a. Sorry, call they're called. From, like, the- they're called special friends in this episode, a normal term for our heroes to use about superheroes. Yep. Aren't you going to call your special friends? I was like, what? Who? Get out of here with this talk. So one of his special friends could show up, but it might be very similar to the Ote Fagnable. I think that's the name of the actor uh, showing up here where it was a one day shoot type thing where he's like, hey, Nick. You need any help with that Russia situation? He's like, already got it taken care of. See you in the Marvels. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, yeah, what about the you pew guys? Pews. What, the? what do you think? What do you want to see in the final episode of the series? Well, first, I wanted to say that Rhodey was also very good in this episode. Um, you know, it's hard playing a scroll version of yourself, but I think he did a great job. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of nuances. Uh, yes, yes, there is. Uh, I I want to see a giant scroll. Like I want to see everyone scrolled out. Just giant battle. Um, you know, stop hiding. Be who you are. And uh, yeah, you know, um, I really don't care which Avenger shows up, but it would be nice to get some backup. I would I would love it if Quake showed up, but um, you know. I, I also think Ghost Rider would also be amazing too. You know, like let's get weird. You know, <laughs> yeah, let's speedball. I'd love to see a speedball in the final episode. Yeah, penance. Man, talk about or it. Or I mean, I think the the only penance would be a bad choice. I think the only prediction that makes any sense <laughs> is Mephisto. Al Pacino shows up in the next episode, and that's what's oh going to happen. One hundred percent, dude. If you call that, <laughs> that's that's long long Vegas odds. I mean, I'm, the biggest thing I want to see is Nick Fury finish finish getting dressed by opening his drawer um, and getting all of his underwear. He has to go to a different cemetery for, for underwear, man. You can he goes one yeah, cemetery for an eye everywhere. patch. Yeah, it's a totally different cemetery. Um, the uh, uh, two other things I want to say, the fact that the uh, Gaia and Scylla get those assassins just 
blow it. They put on their like tactical Jansport backpacks and just wreck shit for a while. I was like, what? Is yeah, but when you put here? on a brand new fresh backpack, though, you feel of energy, dude. You know what I mean? Like you've got, you know, it's this that special feeling. This made no sense. First I, also you're just I, I'm sorry. For I also think it was crazy that they spent so much time being like, wow, this is a beautiful house. This is really beautiful. And then, and then they shot she, it up. well, and she talks about, yes. she's like, this is a safe place. This is a beautiful place. We wanted to be here. Take that shit outside. Like, you know this is going to happen. You're doing this as a trap to bring everybody to you. Go in the backyard and fight them there. I know it's more interesting that way, but it didn't contextually make sense with the way the character was framing things. 100%. And they spent more time talking about her house than they spent talking about Talos at his funeral, at his scroll <laughs> funeral. She was it's like, I love this house, house the sun. I didn't know what she's talking about. You ever go to a place and you just feel like it's home? I mean, it's a really nice feeling. Yeah. yeah. And they have mass in the background. Get it? Yeah. But the biggest reveal by far, I think, in this whole show is that Olivia Coleman likes hip hop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she does. Love it. That was, I, I was also, also like, like get out of here. Yeah, see? That's <laughs> that why awesome. you're that's my man. Yeah, and you identify and music. Like, you're really the Kurt Loader of this podcast. Wow. <laughs> uh, Google dude. that, folks, because you probably don't know what Alex is saying. <laughs> and if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel stuff. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous.